Shalom. 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 Shabbat shalom. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Okay, so we're not going to say Hebrew church. Uh, what we're going to do, because God has uh, put it on my heart, Hebrew congregation of Houston. So we're, we're tweaking things a little bit. So this is the Hebrew congregation of Houston. Uh, why are we doing this for the awakening? Awakening one for two, our identity. We are Hebrew Israelites, okay? And for three, how to move forward. So we're working on this, how to move forward as uh, you're recognizing your identity. We are from Shem, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay, we are the original Jews. All right, and so we're going to start with, and I wanna welcome, again, uh, we have Rabbi Absalom. Uh, it's such a pleasure to have him here. We also have his wife, Akot Alisa. And so Akot means sister in Hebrew, and so we want to welcome her too. You can wave at us. <laughs> okay. And so we're going to go ahead into our word. So uh, we've done uh, Yahshua already. We've done Yahweh. We've done Shalom. We've done uh, Shalom Aleichem, Aleichem Shalom. We've done uh, um, Mishpaha. And I got to get that ha in there, Mishpaha. How was that today, Rabbi? Did I get it? That's fine. Don't worry about it. It's all awesome anyway. <laughs> okay. And we got Ahava, which is love. So uh, this week we're going to do uh, four other words, which is mother, is Emma, E-M-M-A, is mother in Hebrew. Uh, father is Ab, A-B, is father. Uh, Akot is sister, which is A-C-H-O-T-E. And then uh, brother is Ak, is A-C-H-I-H. And so I'm going to be posting all of these words at the bottom, but I want you to know that there's a website I want to give you too, uh, the Kefir. The Kefir, you can go on and I'll post that website where you can start learning Hebrew words. And uh, she teaches you Hebrew for free. So uh, you want to go on there and um, it's the K-E-F-A-R.com. And she's excellent. She's an excellent teacher. And you can start going on there, learning more words and stay ahead of us. Okay. Okay. Now it's time for our Easter, keeping it real. I'm Easter. And um, I know you all want to know what I have to say today. And then we're, I'm not going to be long because we want to get the rabbi's teaching. He has a lot of wonderful information. Okay. So today's lesson, Easter, keeping it real is love your features and love who you are and your gifts. Okay, so when we were brought here as slaves, what do we have to look up to as far as what was beauty? What is beauty? It was TV and magazines, correct? We weren't in any, any TV and magazines. It was Caucasian women that we were looking up to and that, that was beautiful at the time. And so I know my person was Erica Kane. I would watch those stories and I was like, I want to be just like that Erica Kane from the stories, right? But let's talk about our attributes. We're wiser than that now, okay? So our skin has melanin and uh, melanin, the word melanin means what? Like a reddish, dark or brown color. And so when they tan, when you tan, uh, 
is able to expose sunlight. It provides protection against skin damage. So we think about Adam and Eve, they had to have melanin to survive in one of the hottest places in the world. Adam and Eve were, were black Hebrews, okay? So there's no question in that. And if you want to uh, get more into it, all right, let's go through some scriptures. Leviticus 13 talks about what? It talks about leprosy. Leprosy is white. So actually white was what not to have, the bad thing in the Bible. See, we've been taught and we've been programmed so much and damaged, but if we go scripturally, let's go to Second uh, uh, King 5 and 27, when the curse was put on um, Gehazi. He was the servant, and remember that uh, his, his, his master healed the man of leprosy, which was white, and then he went and took the money. So he cursed them. That curse was leprosy which was white. I'm not making these things up. You can read it for yourself. Okay. And so Leviticus 13, the whole thing is about leprosy and being white. Am I saying white is bad? No, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying that the curses were white because these were black people with melanin. Okay. So those were the curses back then. And the, even in there in second King five and 27, he said, all your descendants will be white because whole, his whole body turned white. So he said, all your descendants will be white because of what you've done, the lie that you've told, okay? So um, just let's reprogram, because society has lied to us long enough. TV and magazines, they have lied to us long enough, okay? All right, so what do we see now? We see Caucasian women are tanning. They're tanning what? to get this, this beautiful bronze color. That's what they're doing. Let me turn this phone on. What else are we seeing? We're seeing that uh, they used to call us big bone fat women. Now they're getting implants for breasts. Now they're getting butt implants for the buttocks. And what are they doing? They're getting lip Botox for the lips to make fullness. Who is that? That's in the image of us. It's in the image of us. So we need to know our beauty and we need to know that we've come out. It's called our coming out. Um, we are beautiful and you need to recognize all of your attributes. Even our men are known for large, you know, sexual organs. The Caucasian women want our men. So this is Easter keeping it real. So I just want to keep it real. Let's talk about our strong Hebrew men. You know, the Hebrew men, you are David and the world is Goliath. They have victimized you to the fullest of any race and capacity that could have been victimized. But you are, you are strong, you are smart, you are handsome, you are diverse, and you have endurance of David. And I wanna thank you Hebrew kings because they tried to make you a stink. They tried to wipe you off the face of the earth. But Yahshua, Yahshua, and Yahweh, they said no. Because the promises of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they can't wipe us off the face of the earth. So Easter keeping it real. Love who you are. Love your hips. Love your lips. Love your nose. Love all the attributes that God has given us. Because we are his people. 
and I want you to just pat yourself on the back and I want you to celebrate yourself. Quit celebrating these other holidays and celebrate you that you've lived through the, this, uh, this, this victimized United States of America uh, Deuteronomy 28 curse. We still here. We still making it. We still standing strong. So that's my uh, Easter uh, keeping it real. I want to, uh, this is episode 11. I thank God for Rabbi Afshalom. He's going to take us through uh, some of his background as far as him becoming a pastor and a rabbi uh, with uh, he and his wife has gone through. And also we're going to talk about our new year that's coming up next Saturday. Okay. And that's the Rosh Hashanah. So go ahead and take it over, Rabbi Shalom. Thank you so much. First of all, uh, Shalom to everyone. Shabbat Shalom. Yes, I am uh, Rabbi Absalom. In Israel, I'm Rabbi Absalom Ben Yaakov. And last week, we started uh, talking about myself. But uh, there's more to me than me. Because my Isha is on here today. And so we are, are together. We've been together most of our lives. We've been married for 42 years now. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're, we're moving ahead. And we're still trying to learn who we are. <laughs> <laughs> still find out who we are together as people, yeah. uh, you know, so uh, it's been, it's been a, a blessing and a journey, the whole ordeal. And, 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 and it's good that she's on here because my life, our lives have been intertwined since we were small and we just didn't know it. Um, I think I alluded to the fact that she, on last week, that she, she grew up maybe half a mile from where I lived on the same street on a different side of town. We'll say on the east side of town. Wow. And then in the, in the 60s when we moved over, they were there too, right around the corner from me. Sounds and like Mary, sounds like Mary and Joseph. <laughs> yeah, and, and didn't know each other. Went to the same elementary school and didn't know each other. Wow. But and that's the way the most high operates. He it, we were, I believe, that we were predestined to be together. Uh, and 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 uh, she agrees with me. So you know, and uh, but it's been a blessing. Her mother told her that she was a Hebrew when she was growing up. My mother told me, uh, "You're an Israelite." And uh, and this is in the '60s, so this is nothing new to us. Wow, this I wish we would have known. Okay, so uh, the the bad part about that is that in my introduction, my mother introduced me to. Israelite community, I wasn't able to actually grow up completely in the Israelite community. And I believe that was all by design. Nothing is by accident. Yes. My name being Frederick was not an accident. Okay. Because Absalom and Frederick are the same thing. Right? Same name. Just one is in English and one is in Hebrew. So when my mother introduced us and my cousins and, and they all left and went to Israel, and you know that Demona group, my cousins there with them and, and their families, some of their children died in Israel. So we have blood on us in the soil of Israel that I, actually I've met, I've met some of your family over there in Demonia. Yeah. So it's not by chance that we are talking either. Right. Nothing is by chance. Nothing. Nothing is by accident or chance. It's, it's all designed. And the thing about it is that 
when we make a step forward, the Most High is already there waiting for us. Understand what I'm saying? When we make the step forward, He's already there waiting for us. And that's the way my life has been. So, again, get back on point. When the Israelites left, and, and they, and believe, they wore the uh, tallit, and they had the kippah, because I had one myself, a little black, black one. I took it home with me, lost it. <laughs> and, uh, but they left. And so we were left kind of like a void, right? Because in the household, generally, the mother is the one that teaches you your belief in God, right? So, and her leader, again, was an Israelite. And they call themselves Jews, right? Yehudim or Yehudi. And until so they left. And the void was the void took over. So I didn't go to any church. Uh, my sister, who has passed on uh, a couple of years ago, she met a, a boy and she started dating him and he was in the holiness church. So she took me with her. Now, why would she take me, her younger brother, with her? to church to, and I saw the Holy Ghost going on. I took off and ran. God, I wasn't used to that. <laughs> you know, you're seven, eight years old, nine, ten years old. You know, you know. so I they jumping on the chairs and, and hollering and stuff and I took off. But I never went back to a Christian church. Um, with I, I may have stepped into the door once or twice or once. I know I did in the military. I went one time here in Houston, Texas. And, um, but I was not into it. Um, but, but my wife, and this was in the military that I went before I met my, my Isha. Isha is his wife, Isha, I'm gonna write that down, okay? Okay. And so she introduced me to the Christian church. She in, invited me to go. And I hadn't been to church in years, I'm telling you. Since I, I matter of fact, like I said, since that time my sister took me, I hadn't been. So I didn't know how to go. I didn't know whether you had to knock on the door. I didn't know if you had to pay a ticket to get in. But I went with her that one time, the Baptist church, and I kind of enjoyed it, you know? And so um, we shortly after that, we were still in Gary at the time, okay? This is like 1980, uh, 79. We were still in Gary, so we moved to Houston. I was on the police force. I left the police force, and we came to Houston with a friend of mine who was, who was now a pastor. We went to high school together hung out together, went to the military together. And um, we came to Houston. We joined the church that he was going to, which was another Baptist church. But in the studying with, the Christ with Christianity, I got baptized in the Christian church. Uh, and, uh, and there's nothing wrong. Again, I say that. I say Christian church because there's, not, there's nothing wrong with the Christian church because we all start somewhere. We have to get it. Begin how, how old were you when you got baptized, Rabbi? 20, how old? 27. Okay. 27 years old, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and so in the back, I began to study, you know, under a pastor and, and going to, you know, with the deacon and stuff. The year later, I was in ministry. That was fast. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but in the studying the scripture, I would go back to the as we call the Old Testament, the Tanakh, and I was studying those memories of my mother's teachings. Were, I was wrestling with that because Sabbath. I knew about the Sabbath. I knew the Sabbath. My mother told me about that. My mother took, told us that no Christmas trees in our house. 
No Easter, no Easter bunnies, no rabbits, none of that in our house. We are not, we don't believe in the white Jesus. And I'm talking about in the 60s. So all this was in me. Remember what it says in the scripture, train up a child in the way that he would go. And when he's old, he would not depart from it. So those, that spark, in every man there is a spark of light. We read that, right, in the Gospel of John, which is another reason why I believe that I was taken into the Christian church so that I could understand, I could read the Brit Hadashah or the Renewed Covenant. It's not a new covenant, it's a renewed covenant. So I got familiar with, and then, and then I went to Bible college, right? So I was really engrossed in the New Testament, not, you know, with Christianity. I only, we studied and focused on the New Testament, right? Or the Renewed Covenant. Or in, which, the most renewed church, Testament. which most Christian churches do. That's all they read right. is the New Testament. So I had to go back to the old myself. Yes. And so we, in Bible college, we had to go through, you know, Old Testament survey, you know, and all that kind of stuff. We had to do that. But it was like a survey. We didn't really get in depth teachings and we didn't study it in depth. But for me, that was my Bible. Even though I was in Christianity, that was my, my that was my thing. You know, you got the, your Sabbath, you got your feast, you know, you, you, all that. This was me. But I was learning Christianity and I, you know, and it's being in, being called into ministry and being attached to, to Elohim the way that we were, I should say, we were, my, my Isha and I were. And I, I was, I was struggling inside with this, this keeping the Sabbath thing. And I would debate with my, my, my preacher friends, pastor friends, about this thing. And about even receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. I believed in the gift of the Holy Spirit and that we received the gift of the Holy Spirit, but the Baptists didn't. And in fact, they told us we wouldn't, you know, we shouldn't even speak in tongues. We shouldn't even mention it, really. They didn't believe in healing and all that stuff, divine healing. Right. I, I didn't experience the speaking in tongues until I went over to the Pentecostal non-denominational churches. And then I was like, okay, what's this? I need yeah. to go to another level. Yeah. But, but before that, I was this devout Baptist too. But go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, but you know about that, my, my Isha was, was Baptist, right? Knowing that she was Hebrew, but grew up Baptist church, guess who got filled in the Holy Ghost first? She did. <laughs> I'm teaching the Holy Ghost. She gets filled with what I do. And in fact, she was the one that laid hands on me, and I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, oh, speaking in tongues. Thank you, Isn't Lord. That and the, and the, the Lord is good, right? Yeah. He, he's good. He knows who you need to be with at the time, you know, when so that you can get and so what we've done is we've balanced each other how do i why how can i say it because well she introduced me i knew about the holy ghost and i taught there's a difference between knowing about and then actually experientially experiencing it so i knew about it and i could teach you in depth about the holy ghost but as far as the operating it i didn't you know i'd seen it before because i saw it that one time right when my sister took so i knew that it was real but I had never experienced it. Mm -hmm. So when my Isha received, we were in, in, up in, in Seattle, Washington, she received, and, and she had, and then a year later, she said, you ready? I said, yeah, I'm ready. So we sat down within, I mean, she said a little simple prayer, and that's the thing about prayer. It doesn't have to be a thousand words. It could be three simple words. So she said a very simple prayer. She just asked that I receive just like Paul did. 
Wow. And the disciples did. And then she said, well, just say thank you. She didn't say, teach me how to do it. She just said, just say thank you. And I said, thank you. She said, say thank you again. I said, thank you. And all of a sudden it happened. Came up out of my stomach, out of my inner me, and came up. So that let me know something at that time. The rural Kokodesh was already inside of me. Mm-hmm. Just needed to be released. The Holy Spirit is in each and every man that is born. We just yeah. have to submit and release, allow the Holy Spirit to release in our lives. And so that awakening, it, 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 it awakened something inside of me that pushed me more and more toward the Torah. You hear what I'm saying? Right. It got me more and more. I'm going more and more toward the Torah. Okay. And shortly after, I, was, I became a pastor. I was called into pastorship at a Pentecostal church. Mm, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and so the pastor there was needing help a year before, but I was at the Baptist church and I had been called out a year before. At the time that I was called out to go down there, he was right around the corner from where I was. He was sick and needed help, and I didn't go until a year later. And I found out that I was supposed to leave. I was disobedient, but I was blessed there. Okay. Now, so when I, you when you got the Holy Spirit, did you speak in tongues then? Because I know I got the Holy Spirit, and then I spoke in tongues later. No, right away. It was evident right away because I was already fertile ground. I was already teaching. I already believed. I just had to really receive uh, a release, not receive, but release. We call it receiving, which is Kabbalah. Kabbalah is receiving. So I'm writing these words down. As I, I, had to re- I had to re- re- release, you know. And so, again, that's when it started. And I kept pastoring. Think about this. I kept pastoring on Sunday, on the first day of the week, filled with the Holy Spirit, knowing what the Torah says. But I continued to pastor on the first day of the week and I did that 10 years 10 years like that wrestling Paul said we wrestle inside of us there's a struggle inside of us and most of the things we go through is because we're struggling inside of us right and we have to learn how to bring it forward confess it and get it out of the way and then line up with the word of God so, so you were so you were a, a Baptist pastor, a Pentecostal pastor, and now now we're working our way up to the rabbi. We're moving up to rabbi. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, yeah, and, and the journey goes on because there was one of the members of my church that I was on Sunday. I said church, right? So that lets you know, when I say church, that's Christianity, right? Right. That and and she was already, um, she knew that I knew about the, the Sabbath. She. Uh, was actually in a Sabbath-keeping church, right? She was moving forward. And she said, Pastor, you know better. Because I'd already, you know, she said, you know better. You know we're supposed to be keeping the Sabbath. You know you're supposed to keep the Sabbath. Convicted me in my heart. Sometimes mm-hmm. we need to hear somebody. We need to hear, some, hear it from somebody's mouth, right? Sometimes you have to. So when she said they convicted me and I changed, made the change, came back home, I teshuvah, I teshuvah. It means I repented. I came to Sabbath. From that time on, it was Sabbath. And so I started to re-immerse myself in to actually, you know, keep being a Torah keeper. Not being religious, but being a Torah keeper. But religion has a way of getting into it sometimes, you know. And there's nothing wrong with religion. But, but, but our father didn't call us to be a religious person. He called us to, to, to have a lifestyle. 
centered around his word or his his Torah, right? His Torah. So um, we we have to learn in ourselves is to, to listen to what the words that you know we read in the in, and i taught this that we don't need to be taught by men according to the scripture it says that we don't need to be taught by men but let the holy spirit teach you and so i'm a, a living witness of that because when i dove into the torah and allowed the teachings of the torah to take hold it changed my life and it, what happens is a lot of times it will soften your heart make you fertile ground so that when somebody gives you a correction, it's easy for you to take it. Mm -hmm. It's easy for you to accept it. But then after you accept it as truth, according, not, according to, not according to men, what men say, but, but according to what Torah says, what the word of God says. And I keep going back to Torah. You know, I don't say Tanakh so much, which incorporates you know, the, 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 the prophets, right? Uh, but I, I say the Torah because that's where our commandments are. That's where the, the, the foundation is in Torah. And it's important that we learn that foundation. Because once that foundation is in you, you can't be shaken from it. And so and I'm not saying leave Yeshua, but I'm saying and grasp Yeshua more. Because when you get more of Yeshua, right, he is able to guide you and lead you. So even though you're hearing men teach, and we teach each other, the Holy Spirit is going to come right in and make the correction. Mm -hmm. right? The Holy Spirit will so When you say the Torah, you're talking about the first five books of the Bible. That's just right. Just so everyone knows. Yeah, the first five books of the Bible. When you know that, that is the contract agreement. When you buy, when you purchase a home, when you purchase any large piece of, of, of uh, furniture, uh, you know, some large investment, you have to write a contract. And, and I, want, the, I want the viewers to know that you do believe in Yahshua. So, because a lot of people get the concept, if you're doing a Torah, that you don't believe in Jesus, Yahshua. And that's not true. That's not true at all. Uh, there are a lot of, mess, we call messianics. Right. Okay? We call, and there's a difference between a Christian and a messianic. Okay, there is a difference. The major difference in the, the difference is Messiah is going to go back to the Torah, going to keep the feast, going to keep the Shabbat, the Shabbat above every other thing, and going to try to live by the Torah. Okay, and it's going to be halakhically sound. Whether Christianity has gone and said, you know, in Christianity, it's taught that you don't need the, you're under the curse of the law under the Torah, but actually, the, the law was never a curse, never even meant to be a curse. But it doesn't make you realize, you know, that you sin, which is where we come back to. And if you don't understand what sin is, you can just live it and everything is fine, right? So, and that, and that, you know, the, basically that's the difference because, but again, if you go into, it, there should be no difference between a Christian and a Messianic. And there should be no difference between a Christian Messianic and an Orthodox Jew. Okay? There should be no difference. The so only th those is, Ten Commandments has saved the world forever. I mean, it, without that law, it would the world would have been in so much corruption. Right. Now, now I'm glad you said that. Because we like to say that the United States, and, and I hope, you know, because I have to, you know, we can't just, uh, you know, and talking about myself, we are talking about myself, actually, right now. We're talking about my life. Because I'm, I'm explaining to you my life 
beliefs and how I stand when I'm talking about this. But but our judicial system, our country is based upon laws, right? We are a nation of laws. Listen at this. It's a Christian nation and it is a nation of laws. But at the same time, in Christianity, we teach you don't need the law. Does that sound right? It's a nation of laws, a Christian nation, but we don't believe that we need to follow the law of God. And we say, and a lot of times, a lot of times it's taught that the Talmud is a bad thing. And I don't know if the people that are listening have heard this or even know about this, but the Talmud is not a good thing. But actually, if you, when you go to talk to a lawyer or you go to a judge's chamber, you'll see all these volumes of books behind them. They're, they're law books, civil right. statutes, right? Right. And criminal statutes, laws on the books, and they're there. And they've got books, they've got laws on about horses on a hitching post. They're still there. They don't take them out. They're still there. They don't, we don't live by them, but they're still there on the books. Guess what the Talmud is? And the, the Talmud is a volume of adjudicated cases, of cases, of case law. That's what the Talmud is. Rabbis set up the judicial system based upon what Moshe Rabbeinu passed on to us. So when you look at me as a, a rabbi, I'm a lawyer. Mm. I'm an advocate. I study the Talmud. I study those laws. I look at the case study. I go back to case studies and see if there's a precedence for what is happening in your life. If you're in a dispute in the community, you come to the rabbi because we are the legal system. And we have these volumes of books that we have to go back to, which call the Talmud, Babylonian Talmud, right? And Jerusalemic Talmud. And, and the, the foundation of that is Mishnah. And we have to go back and find out, okay, how do we judge on? How do we rule on this? And so this is what Yeshua says. He said, whatever the rabbis tell you, do it. In other words, whatever they rule in your court case, you have to abide by that. That's what Yeshua is talking about. And let's, uh, people, the question was asked is, how did you become a rabbi? Let's, tell us about your journey of becoming a rabbi. Yeah. Because you left the Christian church at some point. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, again, that point of change was when my, uh, my occult com confronted me and told me I need to go back to tour. That's when I actually made the change back, the journey back. As far as becoming a rabbi, um, I began to look for a place to worship that would like me because I thought I was the only one. I didn't know that there were thousands of people just like me that already didn't, you know, that didn't lose the way, but but have grown up in the way. And I was looking for a place. I wasn't looking to be a rabbi. I'm going to tell you the truth. I wasn't seeking to be a rabbi. I was a pastor uh, who taught Torah, believed in Yeshua as Mashiach, not God, but my Messiah. I didn't say that Yeshua is my God. I say Yeshua is my Messiah. I say Yeshua is my son of God. And I have to throw that in there, right? He is my God. He is my 
son, he's the son of God. He came to make me a son of God, like him. So that could be called a God. If you go in the Psalms, it says you are gods, but you shall die like men. These kinds of things that Yeshua was teaching and the things that I was teaching, I needed more information. I needed to know more about, I know the way, but I need to know what my ancestors knew. And the only way that I could get that was by being a rabbi. This is my own thinking, is by being a, a rabbi. You know what a rabbi is? Again, teacher. Mm -hmm. Rabbi is teacher, it means master. Rabbi means master, teacher. And so I, I wanted to know the things that, and I, and, and I was always curious, even as a pastor, I said, there's something that we just not, there's something missing. But again, that goes back to my childhood upbringing. I knew there was something missing. And a lot of Christians out there that know that there's something missing. Well, it was always in my spirit too, that there was always something missing. It's like being at a wall and you can't get over this wall. And it's like, I, I gotta leap, get over this wall, but I don't know what's, how to get over this wall. And nobody's pulling me up. That's how I felt for a long time. Yeah. A lot of times people can't, they don't know, right? They don't know. They want, they, if they knew they would, especially if they're in, in ministry, and they, they, if they know, they'll, they'll gladly give it to you. But a lot of times they don't know because they're struggling with the same things you are, just as I was. Even as a pastor, I was struggling with those things. And that's why I was asking the questions. And that's why I was challenging my friends in, in ministry. Because I, I didn't, I, I wanted to know. It was, my life was dependent upon knowing and the life of my family was dependent on, on this thing. So I started looking for places to, to, to learn more. I couldn't learn it. I could, I could have got a master's degree, a doctorate degree in, in theology if I wanted. I didn't want that. That's not what I was there for. I wanted to know our father. I wanted to know him and what he uh, wanted me to do and what us as a people to do. So I was searching and I, I would meet rabbis and meet different Jews, Yehudim, uh, Yehudi white European. When I say Jew, when I say Jews, I'm usually generally talking about Europeans. Okay. And we would, we would have good conversations and we would talk, you know, and they would kind of embrace me, bring me in because we had a kindred spirit. Right. But I still wanted to know more because they weren't really teaching me anything. So I was searching and, you know, with my relatives being in Israel and I'm here, I couldn't talk to them. Right, the ones who really were immersed in Hebrew, because the majority of our family is in Christianity, Jehovah's Witnesses and things of that nature, because they're trying to get to the Sabbath, right? And a lot of them are Christians, so they couldn't. And a lot of they have degrees that, you know, you know, PhDs in theology, but they, you know, couldn't do what I need, right? So I, I was, and you know, who led me to where I needed to to be a a rabbi. I met rabbi, I attended uh, different congregations with rabbis and, and they were messianic rabbis, but they were more Christian than rabbis because they were doing Christmas trees and stuff and I just couldn't handle that. Mm -hmm. I, I got a hold to Africa Israel, a rabbi, Africa Israel. He is a descendant of Zadok, okay? And I wanted to, and at that time, I said, he's, you know, he had this, this class for rabbi rabbinic studies. And I said, oh, that's it. That's what I want. That's what I want. 
and I, I didn't know this man from anybody, but somehow the Holy Spirit got me to him. Mm -hmm. And I sent him an email, talked to him. I never met him in person. He was in Florida. He, he's in Florida and England. And he, he, he said, I got a class. And he said, it, and he was charging. And so I put in the application. But before I sent the application into him, and I listened to his teaching, got his books and stuff like that, I met another rabbi, okay, which became my moray. And uh, he said, uh, he, he tested, he was testing me all along. And he said, I'll take you on as a student. I'm looking for students. He had about five of us on there, five students. He kept his numbers low. And so I began to study under him uh, and West African Jews of the diaspora. He came out of the, uh, the commandment keepers. He's a, you know, he came out of that group on the East Coast from the 1800s, you know, Rabbi Ford and, and uh, Matthew M Wentworth. And you, you read about the, 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 on the East Coast, you know, the commandment keepers, that, well, that's his roots, right? Mm -hmm. his rabbi, one of his rabbis was Syria, one of his teachers was from Syria. And so he took me on as a student. And uh, really, really very younger than I am, really knowledgeable. I mean, you know, he, he was, I recommend him for anyone uh, if they need a moray, if they want to get their shemikah. And that's how it happened. Okay, that, and it was the Lord led me to him. And he did, you know, he didn't charge me. He just charged me for the books. Well, the others were charging five or 10,000. I have a, a rabbi now that's $10,000 a semester wow. to become a rabbi. And they're teaching the same information. But through Rabbi, um, my teacher, when he took me through, he took me and, and enlightened me, for instance. And that's how I became a rabbi, right? That's how, and, 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 and he doesn't believe me, sure. As Messiah. He doesn't believe me. He doesn't even want to say, you can't say Jesus. You have to say JC with him. Mm -hmm. Right? You have to, right? <laughs> he, I mean, he's, you know, no, because they are idol worshipers. They, you know, they keep this, they don't keep the Sabbath and they know they're idol worshipers. <laughs> you know, they don't keep the Torah, don't keep the commandments, don't believe in commandments. So he, you know. Uh so you know, so he taught me. And he's still teaching me. He's still when I have questions, I go to I have more than one more that I go to because just because you become a rabbi, you're just an elevated or advanced student is what you are. And we're always learning in the Torah. But uh, let me go to this. And you were talking about, I'm going to go back to where you were talking about earlier, about leprosy. And I'm, I'm doing this because this, I didn't know this. and I wouldn't have gotten this. I don't think I would have gotten this unless I did the rabbinic studies and went through and got my shemikah, all right? It talks about three different measurements of how to measure leprosy. And you know, Yeshua said, go and, and go to the, to the priest so they can determine, you know, if you're clean or not, right? Right, with the and hair also, on it, also, the hair yeah. on it and different things, levels, right. Okay, so why, this is something you don't, you're not gonna get, right? In just Old Testament, Sunday school. You're not gonna get this. So the rabbis have written, and this is documented in the Mishnah and in Talmud. This is documented. It says, he says, for you, uh, Ashkenazim, when you say Ashkenazi, if you go back and study chapter 10, it says Ashkenazi is son of Japheth, which means he's what? Lacks melanin. Mm -hmm. He's white. Right? So you that are 
of Ashkenazine, meaning white, to you, leprosy is a dull white. Right? Mm -hmm. And he says, for you who are Ethiopian, to you, leprosy is a very bright spot. So you got Ashkenazine, which is a European, and you got the Ethiopian, which is really a Hamite, which are darker skin. He said, but you Israelite, listen to what I say. He said, but you Israelites, Israelite. He didn't say Jew. He said, you Israelites. Mm -hmm. So you have Ashkenazine and you have uh, Hamites that are part of the Torah keepers in Israel. But the Israelite, he said, you're not white and you're not black, but you're of the intermediate shade. You're buxom. In other words, you are different hues of brown. Mm-hmm. You're not black, you're not white. He said, so for you, you know, it's kind of, you know, a blend, it's, it's a blending. So we have to mix the colors to make to, to your color in order to, to distinguish whether the others have leprosy or not. So we are, he says, Israelites are brown skin. Different hues of brown is what the rabbis have been teaching for over 2,000 years. Mm -hmm. Remember, this came from Moses. So this teaching came from Moses that's been handed out through the line. So they, if you if you meet a rabbi and he doesn't know that, he's not a rabbi. Mm. Because you have to know the leprosy. You don't have to know how to determine leprosy. You know that the white people and the dark people, but the Israelites are brown. The Israelites mm -hmm. are brown, different shades of brown, according to what is written in right. the Talmud. See, the Torah doesn't explain all that to you, but it just tells you. And then... That's why we have and the even oil. even in Exodus, it, it talks about Moses putting his hand in the cloak and it turning white too. And That's they made right. a big deal of that. He had to be what? Brown, black, for them to make a big deal of him, his hand, and that's what Exodus four and six, I believe. Yeah, Exodus four and six. Yeah. When his hand yeah. turned white. Yeah. So, so I mean, we we have got to see the underlying because we've been lied to so long. We've been lied to because we just listen to what we hear and we don't read. And we have got to start reading. Right. Now, another thing is important because in this, during this time of awakening, right, is in the rabbinic teachings, there's a student of a, a great rabbi by the name of Gion. And my students already know this. Okay. They already know this. We, we got this covered. <laughs> okay. But in the Gion, they wrote a letter to the children of Israel that were in the continent of Africa. You hear what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The European Jews were writing letters to the Israelites, the 10 tribes, and it says in the letter, to the 10 tribes of Israel that are on the continent of Africa. Hmm. They were appealing to the 10 tribes in Africa for monetary help. Wow. Our ancestors, those that were that left after the second and after the first the temple and the second temple and even those that left before that and went into the continent of Africa were right. there and they were prospering. Hmm. They were prospering. Yeah, we, we, went, we went over that a little bit with the Babylonian and Assyrian and we ran over into that part of Africa and that the maps over there showed that we were right in the Nigeria, in that area where, but, the, yeah. slave, where the slave trade was and they learned in 
they didn't have all the paperwork there because they were ran off and just, and things were destroyed, but they were naming the cities in there Abba, which is Hebrew. So most of the cities where they live right there on that coast is Abba this and Abba that. No, but we always, we, we had the books. They, they tell us we didn't have, but we had the books. We did. We didn't have Talmud. We didn't have Talmud, but we had Torah. We knew Torah. Okay, mm -hmm. in continent of Africa, we did. So they tried to tell us we didn't, but we did. And and in Timbuktu, right there, right near Mali and, and, and Nigeria, right from Nigeria, that's what a, the greatest center of, of knowledge was. So if we didn't have the books, what was Timbuktu? You see, so that's another fallacy that they've been feeding us. We had the knowledge. They stole it, took it up to England. All right. Mm -hmm. But they, again, the rabbis, what I'm trying, the point I'm getting to is, the rabbis, anyone that has studied the rabbinic, has gone through rabbinic studies and gotten their shemikah, knows this. That the, and they always say the ten tribes lost. We know that they're lying. We know they're lying. They knew and, and, that the and, Israelites and we, were we in here. We are on here explaining this, and thank you, Rabbi, because we have to come go home. Right. Just let my people go. Just like the, the Egypt, right. we're in the Egypt and we, we have got to at some point make our way back to Israel. It's biblical. Yeah, I'm glad, it has to I'm happen. Glad I'm glad you said that. Yeah, we're in the diaspora. We're in the, in the spiritual, we're in Egypt again. But before the children of Israel were able to leave, when they left Egypt, before they went into the, the promised land, they had to do what? Organize as a nation. So the thing about this awakening that we're in right now is, yeah, now you know you're an Israelite and you believe that you're an Israelite. Not every dark-skinned person is an Israelite, but if you accept the yoke of Torah, you become Wrapped one of those people God. You become Wrapped Israel. In. Mm -hmm. Once you know that, you cannot rebel. Those that rebelled against the, 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 the teaching of Torah, accepting the Torah, coming in before they went into Israel, they died on the way. They died on the way. Learn the lesson, people. Learn the lesson. Right. Your That's why it took the over. forty. It took the forty years because he had to let that generation die off before he allowed them to come into the land. Those and, are, uh, and right now we have a plague. People are dying off right now before our very eyes. Right. And so right now, we're, the 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 grace has been been poured out upon us. The awakening is open. The re revival is happening. The 2,000 years have taken place. In the third year, we're ready to be revived, ready to get taken out of here. We're ready to go. But if we're, if you're hearing this teaching, and I haven't really gotten into the real teaching, but I'm telling you that if you believe what you've been taught or what you're hearing, and you're not repenting and turning back to the Torah, then you're just spinning your wheels, as it says to the Messianics or to the, the, the Christians. Yeshua said, in that day, and I'm glad that I was taught Christianity and I'm glad I've taught Christianity, because in that day, you're going to say, did I not feed the hungry? Did I not visit those that are in jail? Did I not do all these wonderful works? And Yeshua is going to say what? Get away from me, you wicked worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Mm. I never knew you, though you were doing all those good work, and you confessed my name. See, they said they knew his name. But they didn't obey the contract agreement. 
it, I don't want people to spend all this good time doing all this good studying and stuff and then miss it because they reject what Yeshua said. You see? So you can do all the good because the devils do good stuff out there. And I mean, you know what I'm talking about, people out there that burn across the yards and stuff like that. They do God good work, you know? When, so, when so, people this, this, so this is how we want to move forward. And, and yes. the literature that we're putting out, and I, you know, he's the teacher. My son was teaching Griff. Now Rabbi's the teacher. I'm hosting. But we're giving the information. God is using me to bring people in to feed you the information. And it's up to you to listen. It's up to you to stop these, these pagan holidays. It's up to you to listen, to find your way and educate yourself and your children to move forward. That's how we move forward. That prayer and educating yourself. He said last week, the rabbi, go look to the east to Israel and start praying. I didn't know that. I'm learning too. I, I, I'm, I was lost just like you are, but I'm finding my way. And I'm praying that you're finding your way because God is, is bringing people here to help you find your way. So I've been looking to the east now when I pray. Turn my face to a wall in prayer. A step closer every time. A step closer. So let's talk about uh, the holiday, our new year that's coming up next Saturday, Rosh Hashanah. And we're going to do this real quick because I know we're running out of time. Yeah, I didn't mean keep it up with the time. <laughs> yeah, let's I haven't go. either. Okay, can I share the screen? Yeah. Uh, okay, if you, um, let me see if I can share it. Oh, oh no, I'm, it's disabled. You have to enable it for me. Okay, I'm going to do it now uh, more. Uh, allow make host. Okay, you should be able to do it now. Okay, yeah, it says I'm able to now. Let's see if I can find uh, something. Well, well, why uh, Rabbi Afshalom is finding that? I'm just going to tell you some of the things you do need. You can go on YouTube and look some things up, but uh, the two candles, any type of candles uh, for the Shabbat prayer um some red wine some bread uh round bread uh challah bread uh some apples some honey um shofar which is a horn that's blown i know my son has one we brought and um you can go online to a synagogue or we'll have that online next saturday for the uh, the shofar for the horn that's blown and then the prayers and i'll be posting the prayers but go ahead. I'm sorry, Rabbi. Oh, okay. I'm trying to find a... It's not sharing right Do you... It's not sharing right now. Something's going on here. I think... Uh, anyway, I won't worry about it. Um, oh, Maisha is showing the, the shofar. Now, that is the shofar that we have because that's what uh, we... You know, again... Uh-oh. Something's oh. going on. Oh, am okay. I am I losing? No, you're there. So go ahead. I'll put you back as the host again. Go ahead. Rabbi, can you hear me? I'm gonna reclaim the host.
Rabbi, you there? I think we lost him. Go back to my screen. Let him know we can't hear him. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's probably gonna come in again. Okay, so we'll just keep uh, continue. Can you all hear me? Okay, and so uh, it starts on actually the 18th at, at uh, sundown at dusk. So Rosh Hashanah starts on the 18th. It's our new year, okay? And so um, what, what you do is you say your prayer, you light right before you light your two candles, and then um, you have everything out, which I just said, the red wine, the, the bread, and you're gonna eat with your family. Now this year, it, it starts on Shabbat, which is Friday. So there's some prayers here. And us as women, let me try to take this chat off of here. Us as women, we wanna cover our head. And so you see the covering, of, of our head here. So you want to cover your head. And so before you light the candles, the first prayer you say is, blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctified us with commandments and commanded us to kindle the Yom Tov light. And I'm going to be posting these prayers online too. And so that's right before you light your two candles. And they can be any candles, okay? All right, and so you want to say thanks before the uh, thanks for the reading of the season, which is blessed are you, Lord, Lord our God, who maketh it possible that family and friends reach this holy holiday. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has kept us alive and sustained us and brought us to the holy season. So that's thanking your uh, for family and friends that God allowed you, Yahweh allowed you to see another year. Now, before you eat your bread and your food, you said, blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe who brought us forth bread from the earth. And so that's another reading you're going to do. And before you, um, and also because it's, uh, you want to say a Kaddish prayer, because you're gonna say the Kaddish prayer on Friday. You don't have to say it Saturday and Sunday, but you're gonna say the Kaddish prayer, thus the heaven and the earth were completed in all their vast array. On the seventh day, God completed his creative act, which he had done, and he ceased on the seventh day from all his creative activity, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and set it apart for on it he rested from all his work, which God had created and made. Thanking the Lord for creating Adam and Eve, thanking him for creating us. And then you're going to say this before you drink the wine on all three of those days, because Rosh Hashanah is on Sabbath. You're gonna start this prayer up right here before you drink the wine. It says, blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe who creates the fruit of the vine. So those are the prayers you're, you're going to say. All right. And so um, we're going to go ahead and end this. Uh, Rabbi, uh, 
Hold on. You you need to unmute yourself. We need you to let him back in. Oh, I haven't got a request from him. Okay. Uh, I haven't got a request. So we're going to go ahead and pray, and we're going to go ahead and um, end the session, and then um, we'll come back on on Saturday. Uh, Rabbi, thank you so much, Rabbi Afshalom, and thank everyone who's attending right now. We're going to go a, a quick prayer. Uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Yahshua and Yahweh. We give it all to you. We lay it all before you. We're giving the word to your people, Lord, and there's awakening going on right now. There's a shakedown going on the foundation of the earth, Lord. You said we will build our house upon the rock, which is the word of God. The word of God has gone forth, and we ask that you move in the spirit. We ask that the seed of the foundation that's been in our spirit as though we, we can't get over this wall, that we're making it over the wall. We ask that we turn east as we look to Israel, and we say our prayers in that Yahshua is the advocate sitting on the right hand side of Yahweh and he hears our prayers. We, we see it fit that you forgive us because we know even the clouds are dirty. We are dirty beneath you. We are, we are nothing but with you. You said we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. We pray for your strength. We pray for your endurance. We pray for your love. We pray for your mercy. We pray for your healing. We pray for the Passover, that nothing will come into to our environment, into our bodies, into the temple. We ask that you use us and you hide us behind the cross. All we have is the point to the cross that said, Yahshua, he died for our sins and he's coming back. That Yahweh, he is the head and not the tail. He is I, I am. He is our everything. We thank you for all these women of the God right now that's right here on the line. We thank you for everyone that's listening. We thank you for knowing who we are and how to get there. We thank you for even the Gentiles that's grafted in, that's out there marching with us right now. God is not a liar. He makes no mistakes. We thank you for the awakening. And Yahshua and Yahweh name, we love you. We lift your name on high and we give it you the honor and the praise. We thank you for the blood. In Yahshua name, amen. Thank you everyone. We'll see you next Saturday and we'll be, I'll be posting things for prayers for you all to uh, on Friday night, start your celebration. Amen. <laughs>